the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, and I'm proud to have as my co-host Mark Honf of Pacific Private Money, one of California's fastest-growing mortgage investment firms, Mark Cooper of HL Commercial, and Alexandra Koch of Wealth Plus. For those of uh, you new to our show, imagine a few guys or gals sitting around a bar having drinks without the drinks, talking business with you, the audience listening in. And today we got a full plate. We got all of us here. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for three tanning certificates given away during this show. And those certificates are not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. And today's trivia theme is just miscellaneous trivia. Got a lot to cover. Mark, take it away. Well, this is our first show of the new year. Uh, it wasn't right. supposed to be. We actually oh, yeah. <laughs> recorded last week's show, but we had some technical glitch, and so we ended up having to run a, a best of, a best of the best of investing. That's right. And so welcome, everyone, to 2017. And so I'm going to start out today a little bit. We've got a couple of real estate guys here today, and then we've got uh, Alexander to talk about uh, financing and, and uh, or finance, the financial markets and maybe the stock market. But uh, I've got a... Um, I get a lot of people who call me uh, lately, uh, December, and particularly now in, in January, who are asking me, well, now that Trump's been elected, what do you think <laughs> is going to happen in the real estate market? Or because at Pacific <laughs> Private Money, um, <laughs> because I'm, uh, I'm, I'm broken president of Pacific Private Money, and we provide mortgage investing opportunities for our clients where they can earn uh, approximately 8% on their savings accounts. And so many of my existing investors have called me and say, where, where do you see the direction of uh, mortgage investing and interest rates that we can earn mm-hmm. on mortgage investing through 2017? So um, I've got this great article here from Inman, a news article. Uh, entitled Special Report 2017 Real Estate Industry Outlook. And some of the key takeaways here is that there's solid optimism about the housing market going into 2017. Uh, it says 27% of respondents say they're extremely optimistic and more than half expect President-elect Donald Trump to have a positive impact on the U.S. housing market. Interesting. And a strong How majority... So? Well, <laughs> you know, know, it's all based on the questions, right? That's and that was right, probably yeah. the yeah, exactly. Do you expect him to have a what, positive impact right. or a neutral impact way? or a negative yeah. impact? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I, I believe from his tax cuts and from what he's saying about potentially lowering capital gains mm-hmm. tax cuts, which could cause a lot of holders of um, depreciated real estate to maybe put that on the market now that uh, if, if, in fact, capital gains and, and are And not take away the home interest deduction. Well, that right. too. So, right, because that's on the table, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, 71% uh, have plans to expand their real estate businesses next year, and uh, hmm. nearly 50% 
uh, believe that sales, uh, unit sales of real estate will increase next year. Uh, and another 75% believe prices will continue to go up. So that's actually pretty bullish because I, I, I did feel a lot of trepidation in yeah. the marketplace and even among uh, economists right after the election, sure. you know, we're basically saying all bets are off. We have no idea what this guy's going to do, and you know, um, which a lot of us think is still true. Which well, I think that's the only, absolutely true. The only thing we can count on is he's going to do whatever is in his own self interest. Can that's you the say only the thing word, We can count on. Can you say the words and, loose cannon? And the problem is, we do not know what his self interest is since he has disclosed <laughs> nothing of his finances and continues to refuse to do so. Well, so. Alexander, since you bring it up, we're technically not a political show. Although yeah. over the last five years, we've tended from time to time to go go down that route. You know, I'm one of those California Republicans where because I'm a business owner, I'm fiscally conservative, but I'm as socially liberal as as any Democrat is. You know, I did not vote for Hillary Clinton. I did vote for Donald Trump. He was not my choice for the Republican candidate. But I got to tell you, you know, I get I subscribe to two local papers, the Marin Independent Journal and the San Francisco Chronicle. And the last few days, I have just wanted to barf reading the newspaper (laughs) because it's just today, especially article after article after article after article about Trump. There must be 15 articles about Trump in today's paper, and they're all negative. I mean, highly slanted, negative, liberal viewpoint. I'm sorry, it's just, it just makes me angry. I, I and, want him so be, far. So far, what has he done? I mean, he hasn't done he's anything not yet. He's president, he's not yet, president and they're already calling for impeachment. I mean, yeah. just give me a break. Would you shut up? That's pre-impeachment. Well, please. the thing is that he <laughs> yeah, really. he could he could change that by disclosing information that needs to be disclosed. He could change right. that by following the ethics rules that are recommended. Yes, yeah, sell terms of everything. At fire business. sale, his billions and billions. Well, of, that's just never going to happen. That's so un, unreasonable well, to even suggest. I'm just that. saying that, that he feeds the frenzy to a certain degree. He absolutely does. I yeah. agree with so, that. He's, well, again, uh, I, and what I've said is that the, the, election, <laughs> the election, I don't think, was a pro-Trump as much as it was an anti-Hillary. Yeah, or no, anti-establishment. So. Or anti-establishment, yeah. 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 Yeah, again, no, again, not trying to make it a, 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 a pro-Trump show, but just... Gosh, it's not a pro-Trump show. <laughs> <laughs> not a worry. <laughs> so, Mark Cooper, what do, you, what do you say on the commercial side? Uh, you know, residential real estate, the report here, that's pretty bullish on expectations. Anything on the I would side? say commercial's hot. Uh, we, we had uh, eight big sales this year, and uh, I've got two more in escrow right now. We're doing our inspections, and there is very limited inventory in Marin County. Owner, occupant, and investment property. One thing that I'm hearing from people that are doing multifamily apartment building sales is that when these interest rate turns, when the interest rates turns, the apartment building sales are going to dry up because we're seeing a 4% returns. But when those rates climb above 4% on lending, uh, sellers aren't going to sell and buyers won't be able to buy. So that's going to kind of freeze up the multifamily. Gotcha. Yeah, I was wondering if it would necessarily dry up or would the sellers come to a more realistic uh, value? That, that Why would be, sell now? If, rates beware. Yeah, yeah exactly. absolutely. Okay, tell you what, we're going to cut to a very quick commercial break here. I uh, want to make a quick mention here for uh, visiting San Francisco's legendary Ale- uh, Alexandra. I got you on the show here. I told you it was a non-Trump show. I, that's right. yeah. Alcatraz <laughs> Island. Planning ahead is a must. Check out www.alcatrazcruises.com. Uh, they provide the uh, they got the guaranteed lowest price for Alcatraz tickets. So check them out, alcatrazcruises.com. Okay, here's our first trivia question. 
What is Moscow's famed opera house? Like, what's the name of that? Okay, kind of a tough one. Uh, but but once you hear, you'll go, oh, although, yeah, I've heard of that. Okay, so the uh, first three callers we're going to go for uh, with the correct answer are going to win a free Tan, Belli, Tan Bella certificate uh, for tanning services. Tan Bella. Call 888-912-1190. Don't touch that dial. The best of investing. We'll be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Edward Brown here along with Mark Hanf, Mark Cooper, and Alexandra, Jan, Alexandra Koch. Ooh, that's a mouthful. Okay. Uh, first trivia question was, what is Moscow's famed opera house? What's the name? Anybody? Is there like a Bolshevik in yeah, there? Yeah, close. Oh. The Bolshoi, Bolshoi Theater. Bolshoi, Bolshoi wow. Theater. Okay. Very good. Okay, we'll said, give you that. where does the ballet perform, I might have gotten that right. Oh. I think so. Ah, okay. I don't think about opera. So. Ah, okay. Well, you know what's funny? My mother-in-law was actually part of the Ballet Russe de Monte Carlo. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she was I met her. Yeah, that's oh. right. In fact, yeah, because her pictures from his daughter black and white. Yeah, yeah. wow. Yeah. Uh, Mark Cooper, you were talking about apartment uh, cap rates, and did you want to continue? Well, on, uh, sure. We'll jump back in there a little bit. I mean, w- a lot of apartment guys are are cap rate driven. They're looking for a return, and uh, you know, some guys won't buy anything less than a five percent return. Now, the interesting thing going on here is a lot of these guys are leveraged, and it's not just the cap rate; it's the cash on cash. So, as these interest rates go up. The uh, the cap rates are going to go down, or people are going to have to put more money down to make those deals happen. And yep. and the you know the four four percent return in in Southern Marin or five in the outlying parts here are just they're not tempting enough now. And as those rates go up, they're they're you're going to go worse. The I rents will, are going up. I'll buy at a two and a half cap there if you I go. can get a locked in one and a half interest rate for thirty <laughs> years. There you go. Now we're right? talking and on yeah. a commercial loan, exactly yeah. with a little <laughs> with a little spread there. So um, you know, sometimes I there's a guy Stephen Level that I like, uh-huh. and he's doing a lot of deals. He's doing a lot of a lot of big deals, and I keep I keep thinking, God, I should just do multifamily. Forget all about uh, we. I mean, uh-huh. we had a banner year. I added it up. We had. Uh, over 75 sale and leases last year for myself and, and some agents that are working wow, with me. That's so, amazing. So that's pretty cool. Each year gets keeps getting better and better. But I'm a generalist. I do a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm selling warehouses. We're doing bars and restaurants. Um, and I'm doing leases, office leases. I've got something pending here in your building. Um, but I can't just do apartments. I get I get stir-crazy. There's not enough volume. Sure. Not well, enough volume happening in Marin well, for well, me to me, be let happy. Let me ask you about the warehouse thing because it, 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 I thought of this before I heard that Amazon was hiring 100,000 people. But I'm kind of thinking that... Yeah, and what are they going to pay them? Well, no, I'm just, what I'm thinking, not so much what they're paying the employees, but if they're going to, you know, they're going to need warehouses, right? There's to, warehouses all over here. America. Yeah, not just, around okay. here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I one interesting thing I'm seeing on warehouse, I would say about two years ago, I probably had 10 warehouses for sale or lease, and I couldn't give them away. Yeah. Okay, I couldn't give them away. Mm-hmm. We were thinking about alternatives, you know, park your trailer inside the warehouse and <laughs> live there. Yeah. Uh, so now the, the warehouse market has gotten so tight because over the last nothing has been built much in terms with a roll-up door uh, since the vineyard project in San Rafael oh, yeah. and uh, and what's happened is the warehouse is in such high demand I'm getting over two dollars per square foot for warehouse in Marin County that's, incredible. that's more than I'm getting for some office space I have hmm. and these wow. things have no air conditioning no insulation just huh. a funky funky warehouse uh, I did a I did a deal um, just this week the guy prepaid a year 
over $2 a foot for a warehouse in San Rafael because he wanted it and he'd been beaten out so much, so many times, Amazing. bidding wars on warehouse. What kind of business? Uh, well, this, this one in particular was a guy that wanted to do a ceramic studio. And he wanted to do, you know, a ceramic artist. Yeah. So he wanted to do a ceramic studio, put a small electric kiln in there. And uh, this building was sprinklered. It was the right size. And he just jumped on it. I mean, I got four walls of roof and sprinklers. And I got a line of people and to pick from. So uh, so that was good. But the guy wired the money. We took a, a wire deposit for the, the full rent for a year and the security deposit and hand over the keys. And, and, that's, and so I'm out of warehouse for lease right now. I've got a couple for sale. But warehouse right now is on fire. Now, there's trends. I mean, retail is always in demand in a good location. Office market is picking up. Uh, but I do a little bit of everything, and it, it keeps us uh, keeps us real active, and, and it's sure. exciting. There's a, a mix of stuff. So. Got a question for you, Mark. So Edward and I went to a, a, a capital raising event in uh, Florida not too long ago, and all the people there that were looking to raise money, and there, the, the audience was people raising money and people with money to lend out a lot of family office and other high net worth individuals. And the vast majority of people I talked to who were raising money were raising money to do multifamily syndications. Yeah. So that obviously is the hottest thing going right now. And then if you're taking the Warren Buffett approach, look what everybody else is doing and do the opposite. What would, what would the opposite huh. in commercial real estate be from multifamily? Because it seems to me that there's too many too many people chasing that I market would say, right now. Uh, Stay home, do nothing, or play golf. Just stay out of the market altogether. <laughs> I know. I'm I mean, there with a tin cup. Nobody put any money in my cup. Uh, I mean, you have to sing if you want. The yeah. challenge here is we have very or not. There's no. There's very limited undeveloped space in Marin County. Yeah. So, and people want to get the highest, the top dollar for it. So, um, it's really tricky. I mean, I see some of these multifamily developments. I mean, we had the guys from PFI on the show, and they just said you can't make money building new. Living space in Marin. It's just impossible. You got to you got to repurpose existing things. Um, I could see if it was a nationwide thing. I'd say absolutely multifamily. I'd go near UC schools, you know, University mm-hmm. of California, UC Davis, Merced. I, I would do something like that. People always need a place to live. The last recession we saw. The warehouses, why did I have 10 vacant warehouses? Because everybody just worked out of their house. They moved out. Oh, yeah. Okay, everybody downsized. One of those groups that Mark and I met uh, was out of, um, uh, I think it was Vancouver. So they were they were mm-hmm. in British Columbia and they were doing that with dormitories and stuff like that. So again, like yeah. you said, close to the. To but obviously the in Marin County we've got a different function. But uh, you know, I was I was speaking more generally on a, on a nationwide level. If if so many people are going after multifamily, does you know would that be a smart place for someone who's looking for investment property mm-hmm. right now on a on a you know statewide or or west coast wide. You know, other than multifamily, what other uh, commercial real estate? I mean, I like are, are I good? like retail with a good anchor in there. Yeah. I mean, we're we're seeing projects with like a Dollar General, Dollar Tree, uh, maybe a, an Auto Part, Auto O'Reilly's Auto Parts, Sherman William Paints are huge. Mm. I mean, there's, mm. a, there's some things that you can't sell over the internet, like auto parts, oil. Oh yeah. Uh, and so I, we're working with a few exchange buyers looking all over the United States for for good returns. Oh, Plutonium. Sense. Yeah, plutonium. There you go. <laughs> um, and then another thing that's, that was popular were the Rite Aid and Walgreens. And uh, yeah, I just yeah, I yeah. saw one in Tucson that came up at about five and a half uh, cap rate at the asking price, and uh, multiple offers on that, uh, like a Rite Aid Walgreens. Uh, but there's talk of them consolidating, so that's tricky. I mean, I'm hearing about mm-hmm. J.C. Penney and Sears, but I would say. Uh, Small retail centers with a good anchor, something you can't sell over the internet, and multifamily would be my my pick of the year. 
really. And I think over the long term, you always need a place to live. That, yes, you don't yeah. always need a place to park your boat or your RV or your tractor in the warehouse. So, you know, the man cave can go. Whereas when push comes to, su- to shove, you don't need the man cave, right? <laughs> That's, That's right. True. <laughs> okay, tell you what, we're going to cut to another commercial break. When we come back, we're going to ask Alexandra some questions, all right? Okay, so uh, we already mentioned Alcatraz, and uh, have you guys ever been to Beach Blanket Babble? That's all, folks. Beach Babble Blanket Babylon, yeah. Got to check them out. They got some fun stuff, especially with the election and all that. You should see the Donald Trump hair. It's a crack up. Okay, here we go to another trivia question here, which is in The Simpsons, Mark's favorite cartoon. Oh, I've got this one. Who said, I thought I'd get into shape. So I've been drinking nothing but milkshakes. <laughs> All right. Which character said that? The first caller, excuse me, first three callers with the correct answer win a free Tan Bella certificate for tanning services. Uh, call 888-912-1190. Don't touch that dial. The best of investing is going to be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf of Pacific Private Money, Mark Cooper of HL Commercial, Alexandra Koch of Wealth Plus. Can't tell the players without a scorecard here. Okay, second trivia question. In The Simpsons, who said, I thought I'd get into shape, so I've been drinking nothing but milkshakes? Well, who other than Homer would it be? I'm going to give a second to Homer. Who was the dad's name? Homer. Uh, Homer. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh no, that, Bart. Oh, no, that's, no, not, I'm that's guess, not correct. I'm going to guess Bart. No, I'm, I'm going to Bart. say the. I'm going to uh, say it in the voice, and you'll and you'll be able to figure it out. Oh, it's Barney. No. There's no Barney. Is it Barney? What's Barney? that guy's the No, no, no. Krusty the Clown. Oh, that's right. said no, that. Krusty the Clown. Yeah, my wife said to stay in shape. I said round. That is a shape. Okay. <laughs> I've uh, I watch more Family Guy than Simpsons that's these days. True. <laughs> that's true. In South Park. <laughs> okay. <laughs> South Park. Okay, Alexandra, we received an email here. Uh, it says, what are ways to help our children understand that saving is a smart idea and that the future is bright? That sounds like it comes from Donald Trump. <laughs> the future is bright. Hear me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, censored. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, so the the I think what's important is to start with your children when they're young. One of the things that my husband and I did that I always thought was a great idea was we started giving them allowance when they were in kindergarten. Good. And the idea of giving them allowance then is that they have to save half of it and then they can spend half of it. Okay. So it starts to get them into the savings habit early and then the money that they save they can use to buy something bigger you and know, did, not and, buying you know candy at the at the store kind okay of thing. And did you also uh, give them chores to do it or were they no. just they were, they were just no, giving because, them allowance? no okay. because i really believe that that there shouldn't be only a connection between money and work there should be okay. a, a a belief or an understanding that money can come to you because that's how the universe works Huh. On a metaphysical okay. principle, so so yes, they had things that they were expected to do, but that was not tied to them getting an allowance. So that when I charged separate. my kids room and board, that was not a good thing. <laughs> when they well, were six. hopefully I was going to say hopefully they were older than kindergarten <laughs> yeah. when you did that. But um, so okay. you know, and and then over time, as they got older, of course, we increased the allowance. So when they were five years old, we used to give them five dollars a month. Uh, okay. And then when they get to high school, then they're getting, you know, 
$14 a week kind of sure, thing. Sure. And but, they have to save it. And so then they have to save half of it. And then that helps them to understand what it means to save. I, I understand that principle. I'm a little curious about the the non-connection of work and pay. Mm-hmm. Because when they get into, quote, the real world, they're going to be expected to work in order to get paid. How, That's how, did you, right. how did you bridge that gap? Well, by the example of their parents working and getting paid and talking about that and understanding that. And they also, we worked with them to start some of their own little businesses. So they used to pick blackberries and sell blackberries and make blackberry pies and sell those. So we we taught them those principles through through other means. Yeah, I did the same thing with the kids uh, with a lemonade stand. We we Mm -hmm. lived on a, a very good corner and I told them, I said, I'm going to be your banker. And then my kids were eight and three. I gave them $10 and I said, hey, we're going to go to the store. The first $10 you make comes to me. You get all yep. the profits. I'll, I'll provide Plus interest. <laughs> I was going to charge him interest. I said, I said, don't tell anybody. I'm not charging you interest or points. But I said, I'll provide the water and ice for free. I, was, oh, yeah. I, I figured I'd be magnanimous. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then and those rascals made a lot of money. <laughs> so, Alexander, I know you're a financial advisor and you do more than just you know recommend you know investments and stocks for your clients but um, I'm just curious on on your take. It's you know the there was a big run up in the in the Dow recently, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's just kind of stopped just shy of twenty thousand. It doesn't seem to be willing to hit and go over that. Is is it? Do you think that that's more psychological than anything else, or is there something real behind the stock markets and how it's priced right now? Well, I think that part of it is the conversation about what's coming next. Hmm. That there was a lot of enthusiasm saying, oh, well, we're probably going to get tax reform and maybe we're going to get infrastructure spending and Hmm. we're going to get other kinds of spending um, and that's all going to be good for the economy. But I think now there's, you know, a little bit more of a reality check coming into play and saying, "Okay, well, those things are all great, but are they really going to happen and or how long is it going to take? And so part of the the dialogue is, well, you know, maybe the market has gotten a little bit ahead of itself. And so mm. that's why. So it's um, not that magic been... 20,000, you know, kind of. Well, 10, I mean, pr- that, maybe you know, for yeah. some people, okay. you know, and there there is an expectation that if it gets to 20,000, then there may be a bunch of selling. I mean, there was also the thinking that um, if there is going to be tax reform, then you'd be better off selling in 2017 than you were in 2016. And so there's mm. a little bit of okay. a concern about. Um, stock prices going up, you know, very much because of that. Because then, if they go up, people go, "Okay, great, I can make a profit. Let me sell now," you know, because I didn't sell last year. So yeah, I remember my dad told me in in the sixties. Uh, he told me that back in the you know in the fifties, that uh, older clients were telling their spouses, and back then, you know, typically the the husband worked, the wife stayed at home, and the you know. The husband would tell the wife, listen, as soon as the Dow ever gets to a thousand, you sell. <laughs> and and then yeah. for a long time, it didn't break a thousand for, for that right. reason. Right. And now eventually, you know, well, of course, I'm wishing, you know, the, the stock market went, you know, the Dow anyway went down as low as the, the low seven thousands in, in, in 2008. Yes. And I'm just wishing mm-hmm. that I had money back then to actually buy stock. You know what? It's interesting because I was I just did a radio show uh, yesterday and we were talking about this. And in 1987, the market was at two thousand. Mm-hmm. Today, it's let's say call it twenty thousand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, 
the the compounded rate monthly rate of return on that is only seven point seven percent. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's, it's not that it's great. Not, no, it's and much of an only. That's actually pretty good. No, it's not considered. because no, you think about you have to take taxes out. Well, yeah. not just that. But what Inflation I was thinking out. Is, not just that. What were interest rates back in the late eighties and through the nineties? A lot higher. A lot higher. Yeah, I mean today you'd look and you'd say, "Gosh, if I got seven point something percent, that would be good." Yeah, and if you go to the Nasdaq. Now, this I, I picked at the high when it, it just before the dot bomb, right? Mm-hmm. So it was at roughly 5,000 in 1999, and it's now call it 54, 5,500. Right. It took right? a long time to get back up to 5,000. Exactly. Yeah. It, the rate of return, 0.43%. Yeah. yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. No, 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 I'm not trying to bash the market. I'm just, this is just right. strictly historical facts. Right. No, mm-hmm. just, and, and people need to know that because it's very easy to, to, mm-hmm. you know, look at that and say, oh, I can get such a great rate of return. But as I say, you have to take out inflation. You have to take out taxes. Yeah. You know, you may have to take out fees if but you have a financial advisor. Exactly. That's another you know? point. And so, the thing is, everything is based on alternatives. So if you don't do that, what else do you do? And what yeah. happened to that rate of return? Tell you what, yeah. we have to, believe it or not, we have to go to another oh. quick commercial break here if you can believe that. Okay. Quick trivia question. Roadrunners are members of which family of birds? For all you Audubon Society people. You sure they're a bird? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right. Ask Wiley Uh Coyote. He'll tell you. Okay. The first uh, three callers with the correct answer win that free certificate uh, from Tan Bella. Call 888-912-1190 to answer that question. Roadrunners are members of which family of birds? Don't touch that dial. The best to invest. You'll be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the best of investing. Uh, Third trivia question was, roadrunners are members of which family of birds? The lark. No. I was going to go crow. That was a Monty no. Python joke. I am a, not a bird person. Sorry. Cuckoos. <laughs> cuckoo. It's a uh, part of a cuckoo bird. Okay. Well, their so, behavior is kind of cuckoo. It so, is. Okay. It is. Okay. I can take so, that. Alexandra, um, two things. One, how do people get a hold of you if they need some financial advice? They can call me at 415-457-8936, or they can go to our website, wealthplusinc.com. Very simple. Okay, I yep. like that. Okay, and then you wanted to mention a quick thing about withdrawing money? I wanted to mention a quick thing about withdrawing money because I think it's important for people to understand what they should be looking at to determine how much to take out of their accounts. Their, when you say accounts, just to be clear, you're talking about like stock market? Investment accounts. Investment inv- accounts investment in, in accounts. general. In- investment accounts in general, Got yes. It. Because... You know, if people are retired, because I'm thinking probably some of the people that listen to the show are retired. Yep. Yep. Uh, when people are retired, their focus is wanting to be sure their money is going to last for the rest of their life. Yep. And so if you are in the practice of just taking out an average amount every year, <clears throat> excuse me, then you're you're going to have much less likelihood that your money is going to last. So what you should be doing is every January, you should be looking back and saying, how much did I make in my accounts last year? And then take out equal to or better, less than what you made in your accounts yeah, don't the previous touch that, year. Don't touch that principle. Yeah. Great. So So anyway. All right. Well, thank you very much for that. I appreciate that. Okay. Mark uh, Cooper from HL Commercial. What's the difference between a lease with an option to purchase, a first right of refusal, or a first opportunity? Wow, this this was actually a question we got by email uh, from a trust attorney that I knew. And uh, they had a tenant who was in place for over 20 years leasing 
a property. Well, the lease itself said that one-third of all lease payments uh, could be applied toward the purchase if they were ever to buy, to buy the property. So uh, we did some quick math, and I don't know, 1500 a month. Uh, so the rent was 3500 1500 a month for 20 years would go toward the purchase of this property, uh, which is over $360,000 if they ever bought the property. Um, But we took a look at the the lease documents. They were calling it a first right of refusal, uh, and they also uh, were calling it an option. Uh, I think the intent, the intent between the parties was, yes, this would be, this would be an option to purchase with the payments going toward it. Nothing in there really, except down in some fine print. Um, but I, what I would say, first of all, for landlords, I'd stick away from any kind of option yeah. to purchase, yeah. uh, first right of refusal. Um, I've seen the... the Even uh, options the, to renew can be scary. <laughs> well, I mean, you could do fair market or something like that yeah, with a strong true. tenant. Um, but in this case, what we saw was the intent was an option to purchase with no option money being paid to the landlord. In fact, they uh, lost $360,000 because they were receiving that as rent the whole time, you know, so if this property were to sell. Uh, so there's no – you typically with an option, we see something like uh, tenants got an option which must be exercised during this window of time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Tenant pays $10,000 for that option, and the price is fixed at this price. Exactly. Nice and okay? simple. Yeah. Window of time, money changing hands, the price is fixed. In this case, there was no window. No money was really changing hands to the landlord to benefit him. And one-third of all rent that had ever been paid for, for, for over 20 years would be applied toward the purchase price. Um, the, the lease was rented out very simply, and there was one sentence about that money going toward the, toward the purchase. So um, first of all, I'd say, you know, warning, warning landlords, if you're going to get involved in any of this stuff, use a great commercial broker or a real estate attorney that's going to spell out everything to protect you. Um, some tenants, think about that as well because you want to make it clear. Yeah. So uh, an option to purchase is that's ex- exactly that. You can buy the property, but I would suggest that you spell out something about the price of the property. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, so that's what that is. First opportunity actually means that, hey, tenant, if I'm going to sell the property, I'll let you know first and I'll tell you the price that we're going to market this property at. If you want to buy it from me, you can at that price. That's first opportunity. It's not really a big commitment on the landlord's part. It's just like, hey, I'm going to sell the property. Edward, if you want to buy this property, I'm about to put it out at $2 million. You've been a tenant for a long time. Would you like to buy it at two? Yes, no. Okay, thank you very much. So, so, so first right of refusal would be our. We're going to get to that next. So, yeah, okay. so, oh, so gotcha. we've got mm-hmm. option to purchase, fixed price and time. Yeah. Um, uh, first first opportunity, opportunity, hey, we'll give you a heads up. Okay. Okay. And first right of refusal actually is really interesting. If I get someone that's willing gotcha. to pay a price for this property, including the financing, is it going to be cash? Is there a loan? Yeah. Um, you've got so much time to match that match deal. And uh, I was involved in a, I represented a buyer here in San Rafael in a medical building. There was a dentist that was a tenant who had a first right of refusal. We made an offer, which was cash. She had 30 days to match that offer. She couldn't. We then did all of our inspections and we discovered some defects on the property. We went back for a credit. We then had to go back to the dentist and say, now we can buy this property for less. You've got thirty more days, right? Well, that's, so, so it's a bad. So sellers shouldn't be giving away first right of refusal. First right of refusal is just really. I mean, if you're a tenant and you're strong, maybe. But I don't really see any benefit to a landlord to give no. somebody a first right of refusal. And I also have seen, uh, I've seen some real tricky deals 
where this, the landlord said, I'm never going to sell this property. I'll give him the first right of refusal. Uh, landlord passed away, and the trust had three uh, properties that they were selling as a bulk offering. Oh. An offer came in for all three properties. The tenant had a first right of refusal but said, I only want to buy this building. Yeah. I don't want to buy all three. Well, yeah. they ended up in court. So I oh, think yeah. here's what I would say oh. is <laughs> if you're going to do anything with an option to purchase, a first right of refusal, or even the first opportunity, get a great real estate attorney, and I know a few, yeah. or use a commercial broker who helps you market and sell your property. Make sure all the leases are, are bulletproof. Mm-hmm. And I can see this coming. How do yeah. they get a hold of me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so, that's, that's a good Yeah, a so it's Mark question. Cooper, HL Commercial, 415-608-1036. Uh, my office is here in San Rafael, and my email is mark, M-A-R-K, at hlcre.com. Now, I represent tenants, and I play hardball, so I do see those exactly. option to purchase. But, you know, the big picture, if you want to buy a property, make it a sale. If you want to lease a property, make it a lease. It gets really convoluted yeah. if you try to buy to do both at the same time. And when I've done leases with an option to purchase, we write the lease and we include uh, a, co- a purchase contract with it so that when it's time to exercise that option, all you do is say, I'm buying the property. Here it is. Exactly. You've already done your inspections. The price is established. And the shorter the window, the better. All right. Very good. We've got to quickly move on. Mark yeah. uh, Hanf, uh, you've mentioned in previous shows that your fund does not use leverage. Why is that? So the Pacific Private Money Fund is a mortgage pool fund that pays its investors uh, yield uh, between 7 and 8%. And we just finished the accounting for 2016. We distributed uh, interest at a rate of 7.8%. That was the distributed yield net to the investor in 2016. Now, past performance is not a promise of future results. And we do see a, a downward trend in uh, mortgage investing rates, uh, but not much much further. I, you know, I'm, I can see maybe 7.5% uh, uh, in, in 2017, you know, based on um, the, the, uh, the, the competition in the market space and the, the loan rates that are, that are there. But uh, we, that is a pure yield. It's an unleveraged yield. So the fund, uh, the only assets of the fund are cash and uh, real estate secured notes. And the only debt is what we owe to uh, the shareholders for their dollars invested. We do not use leverage, low price, low cost leverage. And the, the primary reason is that it's, you know, it's a, it's, for safety features. I mean, some people are really opposed to leverage. I'm not. Uh, intrinsically, I have another fund we're looking at launching that would use leverage to provide a higher yield. But for safety and security features and for people who are really looking for a, uh, for safety and security features, you want to look at a mortgage fund. Uh, you want to look at options for unleveraged uh, yields just so in case we do suffer a, a, a market downturn again that approaches what we, uh, what we witnessed uh, 10 years ago, that that uh, lever- the leveraged funds were the ones that got in the most trouble first, and there was loss of principal. So uh, if you want to reduce your, your loss of principal potential. Okay. Uh, give, at, give, out, give out your information, and we're gonna, when we come back, I want to find out a deal of the week. PacificPrivateMoney.com. PacificPrivateMoney.com. For more information on how you can earn uh, up to 8% on your savings and IRA accounts. All right. Give us a call. Don't touch that dial. Best of Investing will be right back with some closing comments. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. Last time for today, Edward Brown here, Mark Hunt, Mark Cooper, and Alexandra Koch. 
Uh, quick mention here for the, in the heart of Sonoma County, enjoy a unique historical landmark, the Flamingo Resort and Spa in Santa Rosa, heated pools, tennis, poolside dining, weekend live music, dancing, uh, health club, yoga-style studio, stay fit while relaxing and touring near, nearby Sonoma Valley wineries. Visit FlamingoResort.com. Mark, give us a deal of the week. So we work with a flipper who um, has a an investment property that's free and clear, and he uses that uh, as collateral to uh, basically get 100% financing from companies like ours, Pacific Private Money, to buy, fix, and flip properties uh, in his neighborhood. He uh, works out of uh, the Oakland neighborhoods. And so uh, we recently funded a loan where basically the borrower came in with no down payment. In fact, he came in with no money at all. We provided actually more than 100% because if the purchase price at this in this point was a little under $500,000, we rounded it up to 500000 to help cover the closing costs and fees. And it became a zero down loan because we obviously got a first position deed of trust on the subject property that he was acquiring for approximately $480,000. We gave him a $500,000 loan secured by that property as well as his free and clear rental property. So the combined loan to value for us as the lender was 53%. So we were thrilled and are thrilled to make loans like that. And we'll make those loans yeah. every day. So it is possible today uh, to get 100% financing or more than 100% acquisition financing. We do deals like this all the time if there is other property. Now, you don't have to have free and clear other property. You could have other property that has a loan on it. But as long as it has equity, you can tap that additional equity uh, in order to help uh, lessen the down payment that you need for a target property. And this will work for a primary residence purchase as well. Our most popular loan program in 2016 was our owner-occupied purchase bridge loan, which is a loan that you need to repay back within 11 months, but it's great for a quick purchase situation where maybe you're competing with a cash buyer or maybe all of your money is tied up in your existing home, uh, but you want to use the equity in your home to help you buy that target property. We can provide 100% financing in those situations. So for more information, uh, check us out. Our website is pacificprivatemoney.com. And I figure that uh, that borrower, he's now putting up two pieces of property, so he's probably going to want to pay you back. He's, he's highly lose. motivated. He's yes, highly he motivated. That's and the, he's that's making that's money on these flips, so it's a great business model for him. He's a very smart guy. Very good. I uh, just have another couple of minutes, uh, or actually a minute and a half. Anything, any last uh, comments, Alexandra? I would just say that in terms of people's investment accounts, that the best thing right now, since we still have a lot of uncertainty, is to stay the course. Okay. You know, keep keep uh, good asset diversification and asset allocation, and you know, don't try to get too fancy with trying to anticipate what is going to happen next because we really don't know what's going to happen next. That's a voice of reason, so, Mark. All right, uh, we were talking options, and one thing to keep in mind: if you're a uh, landlord and you uh, grant a tenant an option. That could prevent a buyer from securing an SBA loan, even on a multi-tenant property. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of that. I've got a, a seven-tenant building in San Rafael, and a, an owner-occupant came along and said, God, this would be great for my company. Well, two of the tenants have got options, 
and that means that he cannot occupy within a, a year of close, and that uh, prevents him from getting an SBA loan. Oh, interesting. So um, we're looking at the possibility of buying out some of those options, but that's expensive. So if you're yeah. a landlord, really think twice before you give a tenant an option, and uh, you can talk to me about that, Mark Cooper, HL Commercial, 415-608-1036. And Alexandra, again, how do people get a hold of you? 415-457-8936 or wealthplusinc.com. Mark Onf. PacificPrivateMoney.com, okay. 415-883-2150. We're a week away from President Trump. More to be revealed. More will be revealed. <laughs> and if come to you for either a loan or if you want to invest money. That's right. All right, here's our thoughts for the day. Adversity causes some men to break, others to break records, said William Arthur Ward. I don't know who that is, but it's a good saying. And if you want to find the real competition, just look in the mirror. After a while, you'll see your rivals scrambling for second place. I like that. Tune in next week to The Best of Investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown. We're wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the best of investing on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which... Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.